Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio tonight. We're so glad that you've joined us on the show. How's it going? Jeff DW with you tonight. Get connected on the show. Email us anytime during the show at Hope at HopeNet360.com. Connect also on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. And brand new this week, you, you might have to write this down. Go to CSL.HopeNet360.com. We've created a brand new Tumblr there for you to engage on the show. And you can message in questions anonymously. You can share your story there. And uh, you might want to go check that out. That's csl.hopenet360.com. So, Jeff, DW in studio with you tonight. And I want to welcome back to the show Todd, who's been out for quite a few weeks now. You guys have been on break. And also Kyle is yeah. with us. But uh, Kyle was with us last week. So, hey, guys, how you guys doing? Great to be back. Hey, is, you know what? It is good. Yeah, it's good to be full force again, man. Be uh, all four of us here in the studio and try and get something done. So it's, it, it, we've really missed you guys. It, it's been like... Just me and Jeff, a young guy and an old guy. It's nice to have you, you guys with us. The him. Furious Four. I just named us that. Okay. No, it's a fantastic. Well, that's already taken. Well, oh, we should all fantastic? come up yeah. with names. Can we all be like one of the Fantastic Four? No. I don't know who that is. I'm 57 years it's, old. Uh, read a comic book, Dave. It's pretty <laughs> famous. <laughs> do they still write comic books? I think so, yeah. Right, they fine. definitely do. Right. Todd could probably draw us into one. Yeah. Booyah. Booyah. Let's do it. All right. Hey, guys. Glad you could be with us tonight on the show. And tonight, our conversation is going to kind of center around relationships. Maybe you met somebody over the holiday break. I have no idea. But relationships tend to be one of those big things, one of maybe like the top five stressors in life, if not like in the top three. Dave, I'm just curious, just off the off out of the blue, are you a kind of guy who enjoys jigsaw puzzles? I mean, have you ever sat down with your family and, and tried to do a jigsaw puzzle together? Glad you asked that, Jeff, because, no, I hate jigsaw puzzles. I hate them with a passion. What? And I, I do. If Tell me were, how you really feel. Yeah, you know, if there, were, if there was never a jigsaw puzzle ever created, I'd be happy. In fact, it's so bad when my young daughters, when they were young, would come. And, and remember, why in the world do we have to give them training jigsaw puzzles? I mean, why does anyone need to be trained in that? Remember when you're little, you get a jigsaw puzzle like Daffy Duck. It's got like five parts to it that's wood or something. And, and you try and put them in the right slots so that you're a genius or something. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So I'm thinking, <laughs> all right, why do we have to have training jigsaw puzzles? What in the world is with jigsaw puzzles that we need to even do them? Who in the world invented this idea where they took a picture that was completely perfect and they cut it into a bunch of pieces, took it apart, threw it in a box and said, have fun? Seriously. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't have fun doing that. I don't know about you, Dave, but I skipped the five-piece, six-piece puzzle and I just gave my son a 5,000-piece puzzle for his birthday. So pro wow, right off the bat. Yeah. Yep. Do you like puzzles? I do like puzzles when I can do it in my own time, but like... 
you know, like mom gets involved sometimes and she's like, you can't leave the house until you do 27 pieces. Oh, now and then it it's like no fun. And then you're like grounded until you can get 27 <laughs> oh, no. pieces. Like when you're far along the puzzle, that takes a long time and you're angry with everyone. It's just not fun sometimes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was always a blast. We would do one every Christmas growing up and we had a good time with it. So. Tell me it was a Kincaid puzzle too so that you could have the warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, mine was Kincaid. Was it? No, not always. I think we did maybe one of his, but... Okay. I've tried to figure out. My, my daughters, when they were younger, I remember one time, you know, Linda was... Uh, my wife, she was getting rid of some of the, the older stuff, giving it to other kids. And, and I remember one of my daughters grabbing one of the simple training puzzles and saying to my wife, don't give this one away. Dad doesn't get it yet. You know, in other words, he, he's got to learn how to do these puzzles. And I'm looking at her going, why? Well, what happened is... I used to have this thing where they didn't invite me to do the puzzles anymore because they would, like, put the puzzles out on the floor and be our table working on it. And they'd say, Dad, come do a puzzle. And I would, I would just put the pieces anywhere and just shove them in. I mean, I would take them and just beat them in there and, and say, well, this one fits. And they'd be going, Dad, no, that doesn't fit there. And I said, yeah, it does. Watch. And I would just make it fit. You know I mean? I would squeeze it in, change whatever. They got so frustrated, eventually they asked me to leave. So I got out of the puzzle business. Here's what frustrates me. It reminds me too much of life, these puzzles. Today, there are circumstances in your life. There are circumstances that are happening today, and you have no idea why they're happening, how to get out of them, how to make them successful. In other words, every day of your life, you seem to be handed these puzzle pieces, and yet we don't have the cover. I mean, have you ever tried to do a jigsaw puzzle without the cover? No, why would I? It's pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah, how about you? No, I, I, maybe, maybe once or two. I think I may have done that. I don't think it was a good idea. I don't think I finished it. Hey, Jeff, did you ever try one without a cover? I can't think of a time when I actually tried that. I think that would have been foolish. It's a terrible idea. That's like being able to take a test and use your notes and refusing to use the notes on the test. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm super smart. Yeah, I think I that's kind of like abuse. But in reality, God gives us one piece of a puzzle at a time. And it's a huge puzzle with a lot of pieces. We don't even know how many pieces. And we don't get to see the cover. The difference Mm -hmm. is, though, he does. He gets to see the cover. Now, this alone has transformed my thinking in many areas because of the fact that I hate jigsaw puzzles so much. I I would think that if you gave me a jigsaw puzzle without the cover, I would go just berserk. It's like, you know, I don't like them in the first place. But if you don't give me any way to figure out where to put these things, I am ticked. You know, I, I want to know how to put it together then. For me and my life, I want to know how to put my life together. And to get these one pieces at a time, I have had to learn that there is a cover somewhere, that the pieces will fit somewhere. I've had to learn that. And, and that I have to trust that there is an actual plan to all of this. And I don't mm-hmm. know, you guys ever, you, you get that picture that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to paint here? It's like, is, is life that way to you, too, where there's pieces coming? They don't make any sense. I bet you there's listeners right today listening to us. There, there's circumstances in life that don't make any sense at all. And yeah. the only way I can begin to make sense of it is think of it in the terms of puzzle and I don't have the cover. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And there's been a lot of times in my life where, you know, something will happen and I just don't understand it. And then, you know, later on I'll see something that God does and I'll be like, oh, that's why... And that is really, that's a huge faith builder. Well, I also think that there's times where things happen, and we may never even see why God has a plan for it. But the thing to remember is that God does have a plan for it, whether we see it or not. 
Do you think one day you get those that are believers, they put their trust in Christ, they see God, he flips around the cover and shows you? Here's, here's the cover, man. I mean, here's, here's what we were doing, and, that, and that's what I'm counting on. And we can talk about that in more segments, Jeff, of, of times in life where we've, we've realized the pieces actually fit. Because I think there might be people listening to us that are saying, I don't think the pieces in my life are ever going to fit. You know, I mean, they might be discouraged by that. And I, and I want to encourage them, keep listening, because I think we need to talk about how they do fit down the road. And you're probably in the same boat, too. You've met certain people, and you're wondering, why did I even have to meet them? You know, why are they, why do they keep coming back in my life? Have you ever, I don't know if you've yeah, met bear fans. that kind of a person. Bear fans are one of them, but there are certain people that you're like, I don't understand why they keep popping back up in my life, but it's not like they're necessarily bad people. It's just, I don't understand, like, why they're there. And then you realize, you begin to see more of the picture as time goes on, that that person or, or various random people just come into your life at just the right time. And uh, it sort of is going to fit together more like a puzzle as we continue going on in the show tonight. But I also want to remind you, anytime tonight during the show that you're feeling like you're just, you, you have so much to process and maybe there's been stuff going on in your life that's just been, it's just been crazy and chaotic for you. And uh, you need to chat with someone right now. There's a live coach waiting to chat with you at HopeNet360.com. Just click on the help button. You'll be able to talk to a live coach right now, tonight, or any time this week that you're going through something. So uh, we're going to continue this conversation and this jigsaw puzzle as we go on tonight. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. Glad that you're hanging out with us tonight. You can connect with us anytime on the show. Just simply email us at hope at hopenet360.com with your thoughts, maybe some questions that you have about the conversation tonight, things you want us to explain further. We'd love to read your emails and comments. Also, brand new this week, you can check out our new Tumblr at csl, that's C-S-L dot hopenet360.com. That'll take you to the Tumblr page, and you can send any messages, you can send Questions that you have, you can share your story, even anonymously. We would love to uh, share your story and hear your story of how God's working in your life. And so tonight, this show, what, if you're new to the show, this show is all about conversations that save lives. And what we mean by that is that we talk about some things that might be difficult to talk about that maybe nobody's talking about. And this can relate to teens, young adults, parents. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. This show is for you. We'd love to have you as part of our conversation. So uh, lots of exciting things coming up. Uh, I know, Dave, you guys are getting ready for a Winter Jam uh, camp up there, and uh, there are details. I don't know if you want to share at all about that, Dave. Yeah, you know Uh, what? I want to invite all our listeners to consider that, to go to the website, silverbirchranch.org, or go afterward the show and look at it on hopenet360.com, and and there's a link. But we we would love to have you come. Jeff's going to be here this year for that. Uh, Kyle's going to be here. Todd's going to be here. You can meet these guys. They're going to be active within what's going on. So I would invite our uh, listeners, come up, check us out. And uh, we're going to have a great time in God's Word and talking. I think, Jeff, you're going to do some interviews, too, that that weekend while you're up here? I will be up there, and we'll be chatting and, yeah, hopefully doing some interviews. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so come on and join us. Look on site and uh, and join up and get to meet some of the people that are actually coming down HopeNet360 here 
and we'll be excited to see if we can help you uh, get into God's Word and get going in the right direction in this new year. Yeah. So you guys, I know you guys are busy up at, at Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolet Bible Institute. And uh, so we're just we're excited at the partnership we have with you guys. And so our conversation tonight has been around jigsaw puzzles. Life itself is it often seems like it's an impossible picture to, to put together in our head. And I don't know about you guys, but every time I think about the future and what it holds, I come up with sometimes a blank picture because I really don't know what the future holds. None of us can really tell what's going to come in the future, but we can all look in our past and we can all see how situations have come up in our life and circumstances have shaped who we are and who we become. And we can see part of that picture that's come together so far, but it's really not, it's really not that big. And, um, and so tonight we're, we're kind of chatting about how life, people, situations, all of this stuff kind of comes together like this really crazy jigsaw puzzle of all things. And Dave, I don't know if you've – maybe you could tell me if you agree with this or not. But I see what the world says here is the world often will tell you that every single piece in your life, every relationship, every – substance that you bring in your life, everything will work together. Eventually it's going to fit into that picture and it will work together. And what I see from a faith perspective is God says, well, there are just some pieces that don't come in the original box. I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, does, is that what the world says? Does the world tell you that you can fit any piece you want to and it'll, it'll work out just fine. Yeah, you know, not only does the world tell you that, but that is as erroneous as it can be. Kyle and Todd, if, if I brought you in a room, I had three boxes with each one, 3,000 puzzle pieces in each one. I dumped them on the middle of the floor, all three of them, and took away the covers and said, enjoy, put these things together. What, what would you think? I'd hate you. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, why, why would you hate me? What's, what's bad about that? That would be a nightmare. It's a mess. Yeah, you know, that's what the world's doing, I think, Jeff. They're saying, you know what, no matter what piece gets thrown at you, it should fit. And then people take the Bible out of context. And they say, yeah, all things work together for good to those who love him. You know why it, it, all things work together for good to those that love him? Is because God sorts out. That piece doesn't fit. That piece doesn't belong. And when you start listening to him, what you end up with is only pieces that will eventually fit the puzzle. But don't fall into the, the belief pattern of thinking that everything that happens to me has this great purpose and everything else, especially if it is something that is abusive or absolutely against God, whatever it might be. Now, I am not saying that things that happen to you that are bad, you cannot use in the future for good. You, you can. But what I am saying is that not every piece that gets thrown on the floor belongs in your puzzle. And the only way to know which pieces fit is to actually know the one who created the puzzle, God, and allow that to work. You know, the, the, the puzzle is such a powerful example to me. When I was a kid, believe it or not, and Kyle, you're into baseball, so you'd understand this, yeah. but I got cut from a no-cut baseball team. <laughs> it, that bad. I was yeah. out, and I, and, I, and I can remember, I was a little chubby. I, I really had a terrible arm. I mean, I threw the ball. My dad would go play catch with me, and he, he got a workout, you know, because I, I would throw the ball, like, all over the place. Uh, and then I went and tried to play baseball. My brother was a star at everything, and I stunk at everything. And so one day I came home. My dad said, how's baseball? I said, I don't know. I got cut. And I remember him looking at me going, is that a no-cut team? Yeah. And my brother, go, my brother, you know, you're that bad? That, that didn't go over well as an as a 8-year-old boy. But I can remember we went down and, and talked to the, the, the guy who ran the park system in Chicago, lived down the street from us. And we went down with my dad, and he said, he got cut. And I remember the park guy looking at me going, you got cut from a no-cut baseball team? I mean, everyone that looked at me made me feel like 
I need to go just die somewhere. You know, excuse <laughs> me. I shouldn't have been doing this. I should have been cooking something or something, but not necessarily playing baseball. When you were a kid, was the hat important to you, the baseball hat that you oh, got yeah. from the team? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Did you do that, Todd? Yeah, I remember one year we got these, like, super low-budget caps, oh. and I was so disappointed. Yeah. Well, you, you'll understand this next one. So the head of the park department said that I had to play. That's bad in itself. But he told me they ran out of uniforms. What happened is they gave me an old uniform, and he put me on. He asked me this question. What team was your brother on last year? Ugh, wrong question, because I already am jealous of him. And I said, he was on the, the Twins. He goes, good. Does he have a hat? And I'm, and I'm sinking now. I only want the hat. You know, I want the hat. Yeah. They, he said, I want you to use your brother's hat. And then he gave me an, no, I was on the Angels, excuse me. He gave me an angel, my brother's Angels hat. And then my mom was given a, an old uniform from the park. And she had to take all the other letters off it and put an A in the middle for Angels. And so here I was on the field with my brother's hat, a uniform that really you could see said Twins on it. But, but she had an A on it, and everybody else was looking really spiffy, and I looked like a bozo. And, and that was my introduction to sports. I mean, that, that was really it. And I thought, Ooh. oh. So as a kid, you know what I'm thinking privately? Here's what I'm honestly thinking as a kid. God, why did you make this piece of garbage? Really? I can't do anything. I can't throw a ball. I can't play baseball. I can't do anything in life that, that is really important. If you're eight years old, that's what you're thinking. Not only that, yeah. uh, by the time I was 11... I started to limp a little, long story short, I ended up being in the hospital for a week, and I ended up being in a wheelchair, out of a wheelchair, on crutches, gaining a lot of weight. I, I went to a Chicago public school, and in the Chicago public school, we'd go off for recess, I'd be on my crutches, kids would steal my crutches, I'd be sitting out there. And I remember once, we called them old people's homes, there was an old people's home across from the school, and my aunt lived in there, and she saw me once out after recess, I was still sitting out there because the guy stole my crutches, and she came and started yelling at my friends for stealing my crutches. Now, my aunt didn't have any teeth. She was about 90 years old, and she's yelling at people to be nice to Davey. You know what I mean? It's like everything couldn't have been worse in my life at that point. I, I got cut from an O-Cup baseball team. I am now a crippled child. I am overweight. I am the son of a pastor, so I'm conservative. Everyone made fun of that. I was mm. the kid in the Chicago public school, and I didn't know we called it bullying, but I was the kid in the school that if you wanted to make fun of, I was that kid. And, and, and so here I am trying to sort out the pieces. Uh, when I went to high school, I thought, well, I can't do much because I had leg problems. And I ended up being a swimmer. And the reason I became a swimmer was because my brother was a swimmer. And, and because of that, I thought I'd be a star. The very first race I had, I lost. It was a 100-yard sprint. It was four lengths of the pool. I lost by two lengths. And not only that, I could remember as I swam, I would look up because you take a breath. And I was actually crying while I swam because everyone was making fun of me as I, as I swam. Uh, not only that, I was a big, heavy kid wearing a Speedo. That was bad enough. Uh, but then you were loser. Until one time, my brother actually got in between me and the crowd. And he walked. And he cheered me on. I want to tell you something. I would go do anything for that man from that day on. Because there was one guy. Um, you know, Jeff, we probably will have to take a break and I can continue this story because I think it's important for our listeners to understand how eventually the pieces made sense to me. Because I think there's mm -hmm. people listening today who are probably saying, you know what, I feel like that kid who got cut from the baseball team. I feel like that unloved person. I feel like I've been bullied. I feel like, I, and we need to continue to talk on this so that I, I invite him to come back and keep listening. Don't just turn, tune out now. And I think there's a couple of different people that we're talking to tonight. Some of them are, are people who have had pieces come into their life that really didn't fit. It was not their choice. It's just happened to them. Some have allowed 
pieces to come in and and have tried to make them fit and have realized quickly that the pieces just are not fitting and in fact they're ruining the rest of the picture tonight if you're in either one of those and you need to just chat with somebody right now if you feel like giving up on this entire puzzle right now is a great time for you to go and chat with the live coach at hopenet360.com we are going to take a break here on hopenet radio so stick around there's more to this puzzle when we come back here on hopenet radio we're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to Hope Net Radio. Glad that you've joined us. Jeff and DW in studio. Kyle and Todd are with us tonight, and we're glad that you are part of the conversation. Send your messages to hope at hopenet360.com. If you have a story or a thought to share on the show tonight, we'd love to read those. Connect with us also on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360 and our brand new Tumblr page at csl.hopenet360.com. So, Dave, you were in the middle of chatting about your story and just talking a little bit about some of the difficulties that you had growing up. And you were part of a swim team after some things had fallen through on a a baseball team. You got cut from a no-cut baseball team. And you guys maybe who are listening tonight, you might have been in that same spot or maybe you were cut from a cut baseball team. I don't know. Or just any kind of athletic team. But you were talking about your brother and and how a lot of things just kind of came together. And I'm assuming God worked some things out. He did. And that's why we're calling this jigsaw puzzle today. We're talking about that. You know, one of the interesting things, Jeff, is when I was young like that, I really had great parents, and I had a great brother. I I mean, we were brothers, so we teased each other and stuff. But I had great parents and a great brother. But I did a lot of this silently. In other words, at eight years old, I just thought in my head, I am a piece of garbage. That Everybody else could do this but me. I wouldn't say that to anyone. I wish I would have said something to somebody because I know that they would have dialogued me through it. But, But I didn't. I just sat quietly and thought, okay, that's my plight in life to be the one everyone makes fun of. When I was in high school, like I said, my first swim meet was disastrous. But, but both my coach and my brother were people that encouraged me after that race. My coach had a, a rule, you couldn't get out of the pool early, so I finished a race, as embarrassing as it was, and got out and just cried uh, over it by myself. That was humiliating because nothing was fitting for me. Everything I did didn't seem to work uh, the way it should. My father, my coach, my brother encouraged me to just develop to what I could be. Do you know the next year in swimming, I went undefeated. The next year, God let me sprout. For some reason, I, I, you know, my body responded to the exercise. And maybe it's because I was in a wheelchair all those years and et cetera. By my sophomore year in high school, the doctors told me I could play football, which was my real dream. I played one year at sophomore. My junior year, the football coach of the high school gave me a choice. He said, you can't swim and play football. And I said, sorry, I was already loyal to the swim team. What happened was I stayed with swimming. My senior year, the, the high school coach dropped that requirement. I played my senior year of football, varsity. There's 4,500 kids in our school. I was able to start as a defensive tackle for them and uh, get recruited to play college football, of all things. And so I played college football at Wheaton College. And uh, it's a Division three school, so I don't want to make this story bigger than it should be. Uh, Division three <laughs> is, is pretty small. But I, I was yeah. able to play a defensive end at Wheaton College. And to make a long story short, Wheaton College was a struggle for me. When I got out of high school, I had never read a book, never. I went to a Chicago public school that I, I just got by on my charm or something. I'm not sure. But, but we didn't, I never did anything. So all of a sudden at Wheaton College, first semester, I think I had over 4,000 pages to read. It was a shock to my <laughs> system. 
I remember at Wheaton, if you get a C, you might as well just be, you know, the one that everyone makes fun of again. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. And I thought, I've been here before. I am always the dumb guy, you know. And mm-hmm. I can remember Jeff and, and Todd and Kyle. I would go out in the middle of the night at midnight, and I would go sit on the 50-yard line of the football field and cry and talk to God. And, and I remember what I said. I said, God, did you make dumb people for a reason? I mean, am I here to just play football? And it's funny, I picked a football field to go sit on because that was the only place I was comfortable. I could, I could hit people out there and, and do what I needed to do. But in real life, if you were to see me on the campus, you would have never known I was going through this. Us guys, we don't talk about that. I should have talked about it. I didn't. By my junior year in football, I was voted number one player in the state. You know, however they do that. I don't know what all state was, but that's what I was. And, and boy, wow. I'm telling you, things were going my way all of a sudden. I was athletic now. I had learned how to study. I was now getting straight A's. I went from mm. the bottom of the heap to something else. And I went and talked to people about it. That, that's the funny thing. Conversations do save lives and they change lives. I mean, I went to talk to some upperclassmen. I finally told them, I feel dumb. I mean, that's what I told them. And they said, well, what yeah. are you doing? And they helped me through it. And you know what? I got straight A's the last two years. I graduated with honor. See, what I'm saying is the puzzle pieces weren't fitting for me. And instead of me trying to figure out why they didn't fit, or whatever, and, and having some experience from older people or somebody else to help me sort it out. I was trying to just jam them in or something else and make them work, but they weren't working. Well, then my senior year, I remember coming back, and I wanted to be a professional football player. My coach had told me there were two professional teams that had contacted him. They were looking at me my senior year. And, and what's interesting is that my senior year, the very first play, the very first scrimmage, I tackled a buddy of mine, and, I, and the tenant snapped off my finger. And I never played again. And I can remember sitting in my apartment. They gave me four, five days to make a decision or my hand wouldn't work anymore to uh, either play and get a transplant at the end of the season or get it fixed. And I remember having all the defensive linemen up in my apartment, these big brutes, man. And we were sitting in my apartment and then we were all crying and praying. And, and I tell you, it's then that I began to see the puzzle. It was like, you know, God, I think it's time for me to leave this game. You let me play. You let me enjoy this. You let me do something I could never, ever imagine doing. Thank you. And I can look back on that now, and I can see the pieces. I can see what God did today. If somebody comes to Silver Birch Ranch as a camper, and they're in a wheelchair, and they feel unloved, and they feel like they can, you know what? Somehow I immediately connect with them. We, we got a guy walking on our campus, and, and he's, he's a super athlete, man. He walks in, and the whole crowd knows his name. I've been there. I've walked out on the field, and everyone called my name. And, and I could go on, Jeff, with stories. My dad died suddenly of a heart attack at 60. He's my best friend. And, I mean, I could go on and say, boy, I don't get these pieces all the time. But at my mm-hmm. age, what I have found out is that God has not sent any random pieces, that all of those pieces were there to help me be who I am today. And even the things that, that were very difficult to go through, that those things have made me today a better communicator, a better mm-hmm. person to help. And anybody who's listening today, I'm telling you something. If you are going through a time where you're getting cut from a no-cut baseball team or a feeling like that Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, you need to talk to somebody that's a little bit older and tell them, I feel like I'm dumb. I feel like I I don't belong. You need to talk to somebody who has already been around the block a few times so they can help you see, look, this piece is in there for a reason or the piece that that you're talking about should probably be thrown out because it's not going to fit in your puzzle the way you're thinking, that kind of thing. Because today I honestly love life and I am so thankful that God put me through each of those experiences that I just described because it made me who I am and it's given me the opportunities I have. And I really hope that our listeners are seeing that 
the experiences that you've had in life, even ones that are bad that you've really intentionally, in other words, you've, you've chosen, made bad choices, you can be forgiven and move forward, and those can be used for good down the road. And, and I encourage you to get the conversation going with somebody so that you can actually move towards that end. And the key is wisdom. You get a job offer and say somebody offers you to, to come and work with them and expenses are, are cared for, and yet you have this feeling in your gut. You're like, I don't know. Is this, is this really what God wants me to do? Is this really the, a piece of the puzzle that's supposed to fit in my life? And generally, that's what we find is sometimes we either overthink it or we don't think about it too much. We don't consider making decisions without seeking out wisdom uh, is a bad idea. I, I'm sure you've been in those situations, Dave, and I'm sure Kyle and Todd, you guys can relate. You know, when you're faced with maybe just a, a new season in your life, maybe a new situation, and and you feel like, I don't know what to do in this. I, I feel like maybe I should do it, but then, you know, what about this? What about my family? What about, you know, what I'm doing currently? I, I don't know if you, have you guys ever been in that spot where you're kind of like, could fit in the in the puzzle? It's not like it's a detrimental thing to my life, but it's going to change something, you know, something in life is going to have to change. Oh yeah, definitely. Like how have you realized that in your life? Well, there's been times just where I've noticed that there's there's going to be changes and that it's going to make a difference which choice I make. Let me life. let me put it in perspective for you guys and ask you it this way. In life, there's seasons, and that's the word Jeff used. There's seasons mm-hmm. of life. The, the trouble is that the seasons that you have, they're all brand new. Neither of you are married, right? No. Right. Do you hope to be married someday? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you get married someday, that's going to be brand new for you. Yeah. And that's a new season of, of life. And guess what? Since you've never been married before, you're not going to know even how to prepare for it because you've never been married before. So how are you going to make it through that season is the question. And that's the jigsaw puzzle thing. Like, how does this fit in? And how does my personality fit into this marriage? Or how does, you see, now you're trying to figure out how the pieces all fit. Has that happened? And what are you going to do about that? My dad is a pastor and there we planted a church about four years ago. And I just remember... <laughs> never done that before and my dad asked our family he said will you guys be on board with this and i remember thinking about it and realizing that you know i didn't want to put a ton of like pressure on myself and just think of myself as being too big a piece in the puzzle but i did realize that my dad's going to try to reach people and if i decide to go along with this i can help um in whatever way i can but I can do a lot more harm than good if I decide to go the other way because, you know, he's trying to start a church and wants our whole family to be involved. But, you know, if I'm not going along with this, people could look at him and say, you know, you can't even keep your family in check. Your oldest son is, you know, doing whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Why should we respect anything you have to say? And so that was one of those times, I think, when you were talking, Jeff, it just made me think of that. You know, it could have gone either way. And I told my dad, I said, I'm on board. I think one of the honest discussions we have to have is the idea that we are going to enter seasons of life that we have no idea how to deal with. And it's okay to say that. And, mm-hmm. and then to look for those who have been in the season already and ask them, what are the things that you did? What could you help me with? And how can you prepare? Is it common for someone your age or getting married to really go seek out a mentor in marriage? the future wife to go seek out an older Christian lady to help them understand what that is and an older Christian man to help them understand. What we're doing there is trying to take the puzzle cover and we're trying mm-hmm. to take the right pieces and identify them and make sure they fit. We're using conversations with somebody 
older than ourselves to get that that I happening. I can see a, see the cover. <laughs> yeah, so you can see it a yeah. little bit anyway. Yeah. I don't think that's real common. No, and that's what matters. It matters in my direction. Yep. It matters in their direction, and that's what we want right. our listeners to do. All right, we're going to take a break here. Remember, you can chat with a live coach anytime you need to tonight. Go to HopeNet360.com. Click on the Chat with a Live Coach button. We're going to be back here on HopeNet Radio, so stick around. The second half is coming right up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the second half of HopeNet Radio tonight. Jeff, DW, your host in studio. Join us on the conversation. Why don't you email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Connect on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. And also, brand new this week, check out our new Tumblr page. You can go to csl.hopenet360.com. That's csl.hopenet360.com. And that's our Conversation Save Lives blog. It's the place where you can go to find inspirational quotes, uh, pictures, stuff that's going on. You can ask us anything. There's a little, there's on the left-hand side of the page, there's an Ask Anything button where you can just send messages anonymously. You can put your name with them. It doesn't matter. And we might use them on the show. It really just depends on the content and all that stuff. You can also share your story. If you have a hope story and you want to share with us how maybe the show has impacted your life or maybe just how God has really been working in your life, we'd love to hear about that. So visit csl.hopenet360.com. That is our Tumblr page. Follow us, join the community, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. And we're also interested in managers who want to help make this a community a place where conversations save lives and, and a blog. So if you're if you're interested in that, email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Okay, the business aside, second half of our show, if you missed the first half, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and uh, look up HopeNet Radio. You can find all of our podcasts there. You can also visit our website, hopenet360.com, that has all of our past shows, and we'll post this show later on tonight after we're done here. So we've been talking about jigsaw puzzle thinking. That's the title of our show tonight is Jigsaw Puzzle Thinking. And what we mean by that is if you've ever put together a jigsaw puzzle, whether it's six pieces or it's 6,000 pieces, you've put together a puzzle before, and maybe you've tried, maybe you've never actually finished it. I don't know about you, there have been times where I just gave up. I was like, forget it. <laughs> this is way too complicated. I need I need a you know 60-piece puzzle. Those sometimes work easier piece. for me. Or a four-piece puzzle. That, that would be easy, but life itself is a big puzzle and we have people that come into our lives we have seasons that come and go somehow come together in our life and sometimes we allow certain pieces into our life that are good and some that are just not good sometimes people bring other pieces into our puzzle and we kind of have to figure out if they actually fit or they're actually a part of the puzzle so we would love to hear your story on that connect with us on the show dave we have so many different pieces people bring pieces into our life do all pieces fit in the same puzzle, Dave? No, they don't. And and I know that, uh, you know, I've heard people quote before that all things work together to those who love him. And indeed they will. But, but the loving God has a connotation to it. If I'm going to spend time knowing God and listening to God, that's the loving part. Then the pieces that he gives me actually will fit. And not all the pieces of the world that come to me from Satan and from everybody else will fit. No, as I walk with God and love him, as I get to know him and I listen to him, the pieces that come to me will fit. I love the verse in 1 Corinthians 2 
verse 9 to 13. Let me, let me read this because I want our listeners to hear it because this is what's helped me tremendously. It says this, but as it is written, in other words, when they start that way, by the way, they're saying, look, this is common knowledge. This is something that we've known for a long time. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except for the Spirit of God. Now we may receive not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us. You know, I I would encourage our, our listeners some have gotten into the Bible, you know, and it doesn't make any sense to them. And it may not be making sense because maybe you're not a child of God. Maybe you're not in God's family. And we would love for you to investigate that. We'd love you to the coaches at hopenet360.com. Uh, you can go there and talk to a live coach and say, you know what, I'm not sure I'm in God's family. Because those of us that are in God's family, those who have understood that they have a need, that they're separated from God, that God loves us, that he sent his son down to this earth to die on our behalf, and we put our trust in Jesus, and we really have done that, that what the Bible says is that God gives us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit helps us sort out the pieces. He's the one that knows the pieces, and he helps us sort them out. And now we can start taking pieces and getting rid of them because we're saying, boy, that doesn't fit. For example, when I was little and I was cut from a no-cut baseball team, did that mean that I was a worthless piece of garbage? I mean, that's what I was thinking. Now, as I became one who was in the Bible and understand God, here's what I understand. God didn't make any garbage. He didn't make any random pieces. That Dave Wager actually was made and was loved. Listen to what it says. No eye has seen or even heard how much that God is going to do on behalf of somebody who loves him. And, and I can do that. I can love God. I may not be able to play baseball, but I can love God. And, and when I do that, the Spirit of God helps me sort out the pieces. Kyle, Todd, I mean, is that, is that something that's sensible, or do I need to put that in another? No, that makes absolute sense. Just to think that, you know, God, um, he's the one that sees the cover of the puzzle. Right. So what am I ultimately trusting? Am I trusting the pieces? Nope, you're trusting the one that sees all the pieces and how they fit together. Like you were saying earlier, you know, God's older than you, stronger than you, and he loves you, and you can trust him. Yeah. The interesting thing is it gets down to that simplicity. It, it is a fact that Dave Wager is a human being with every struggle and problem that everybody else has in this world. But God adores me. Well, even more than that, too, I think which we talk about not only does God have the cover, but he's the puzzle maker and he gives us the directions to the puzzle through the Bible. So, I mean, like, he tells you where each piece even goes. Right. So, I mean, it's it's really up to us as far as what we want to do as far as putting the puzzle together. Okay, he well, let me play directions. with you on that one. So, I'm an 8-year-old boy. I got cut from a no-cut baseball team. Where does the Bible tell me where that piece goes? I mean, I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, but it sounds like every it's real black and white in the Bible. No, I, I mean, I, every situation is going to have its own struggles. But there's a foundation. Right. Uh, there's foundational beliefs. And understanding that you're a child of the king is foundational. And that's part of the puzzle. Exactly. And he gives you that peace. And, and he wants you to understand, listen, just because you got cut at something that doesn't matter, 
doesn't that that means nothing to me. Right. Uh, you're still my you're still my child. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the piece. That's the that's the connection that he wants you to understand. So so if I'm talking to an eight year old kid, what I need to really do, I mean, they're they're already feeling bad about getting cut from a no cut baseball team. Yeah. I need to affirm the principles that I know in the Bible, not, not necessarily yeah. the, the circumstances, because the circumstances of life are going to change all along. I mean, there's going to be sickness and health yeah. and and what the basic is, even here in First Corinthians two nine, is that God loves Dave. God loves Kyle. God loves Todd. God loves Jeff. You put your name in there. And if I love him, which means the Bible defines that for us. That means I'm listening to him. So, so as I love him and listen to him, what happens is he sorts out the pieces. And at the end, the circumstances don't get me because the pieces actually fit. And I go, cool, look at that. And I can do that now. Yeah. I can look back on the getting cut from a baseball team and go, cool. You know, God, I have talked to so many young men who feel worthless because they cannot be in sports the way other people are. And immediately they understand that I understand them somehow. Yeah. And, and the only way that happens is because I got cut from a no-cut baseball team. And I'm going, God, you were good back then, man. I mean, you really knew what was going to come and you prepared me for it. Again, mm-hmm. you can't have that perspective at eight years old. You need to talk. And I love, Jeff, the, the, the byline of the program, Conversation Save Lives. People need to talk. Young men, listen to yeah. me carefully. You do not want to talk about this with people. Talk to somebody and allow them to hear that you feel badly about being cut from a no-cut baseball team. And don't just go get an ice cream cone to make yourself feel better. I mean, talk it through yeah. with them. It is really important, and guys tend to take it and, and stuff it. Sometimes we think talking about it actually makes us look weak, and I couldn't tell you a bigger lie to, to listen to than that, that by talking about it, it makes you weak. It makes you someone who can't handle their own problems, their own stuff. And one of the things that I admired about David, David was quoted that he was a man after God's own heart. He pretty much talked to God, and he just said, God, help me to walk in your statutes. And what that means is help me to walk the way that you intended for me to walk. Help me to live the way you intended me to live. It's not any more complicated than that. It really comes down to if we really if we really want to figure out what pieces belong in our puzzle or don't belong in our puzzle, we really have to be close to the one who has the cover of this box that shows us the entire complete picture of this whole thing. Now, looking at the Word of God, we see people who are in specific situations at a specific time for a specific reason, and it wasn't really for themselves. It was for God and His picture. And so you being alive today, you listening to the show tonight, I want you to realize something. God intended on you being here in this moment at this very time for a specific reason. And if you're trying to pursue after things that you want to do in your life, you can do that. But you know what? Your, your life becomes more full. You begin to see the bigger picture when you start to look to God and ask him, God, what is that bigger picture? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? What's my purpose in being here right now? Because it's more than just this temporary stuff. It's more than just the drama or the problems that come up, the relationships, this, just this stuff. And you can chat with the live coach more about what that means at HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. Visit our Tumblr page at csl.hopenet360.com. We're going to take a break here on HopeNet Radio, but stick around. There's plenty more to come on this jigsaw puzzle of a conversation when we come back tonight here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. 
This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back here on HopeNet Radio tonight. Jeff, DW here in studio with you. We're so glad to have Kyle and Todd back with us. I'm, yeah. I'm excited it's good to, to be have back. You. It is very good to be back, Jeff. Thank you. Good. You guys had a good break, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I'm psyched out of yeah. my mind to be back, though. Yeah, you were you were hanging out with this little your your little girly friend, weren't you? I was. Kind of- it was uh, it was it was great to see her for an extended period of time. I hadn't seen her in uh, about two months. So to, to get to go home and spend some time with her was was awesome. Yeah, and that I mean that's it's got to be a little bit hard for you to to be away. It does. It it gets hard. It gets difficult. There's um definitely some nights where you're like, I'm just gonna go home tonight. I'm just gonna drive home because I just I I want to see her. But um, but you, know, you don't have a car. I don't have a car, <laughs> so that helps and, make that decision. Um, <laughs> You'd have to take and Dave's I don't golf have, cart or something. And I also don't have any money, so no. I'm I I have no way. To get there, so yeah. logically, I'm just like, well, I guess I just gotta cry tonight. And yeah. I, I snuggle up in my my bed and I just cry for a couple hours, and then I'm I'm okay after that. You got every girl yeah. that's listening in tears right now, <laughs> tears of laughing or something or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, we're glad that <laughs> you're pitiful. here with us tonight, and um, you know that's interesting that we're we're talking about relationships and not necessarily dating relationships, but how God has wired us uniquely for relationships. And if you've been listening to the show, you know we've been talking about jigsaw puzzles. And we got a question in, actually, on our Facebook page, um, talking about puzzle pieces in general. Where do you guys start? So the message here says, do you try to piece the border together first? Do you try to piece the border together first, or does God start in the middle? with? What do you guys think? Where do you start when you do a jigsaw puzzle? I think I like to start with the borders, definitely. I think that's kind of like, you know, like what Kyle was talking earlier about, you know, we have the Bible, which is like the foundation. It's kind of like the borders of the puzzle. Like, we can't see the specifics all the time, and sometimes it's even hard to, like, find the answers in the Bible, but they're there. The foundation, the edges are there. But then once we get that established and we trust God for with the rest, I mean, the pieces fall together in are, the middle. Now, not being a puzzle guy and, and thoroughly hating puzzles, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Are the edges obvious? The edges are obvious. Why? Because they are flat on one side. Uh, so, like in life? There's it, a constant. In, in life, would the edges that God gives us, would the, the border be obvious? Not always, because they're mixed in with everything else, and you have to search for them still. But they still are pretty distinct, yeah. I mean, when you look at them. So, yeah, so they're, they're obvious distinct. in the sense that they have a, a certain look to them. And, yep. and I would think, you know, just as you said that, I, I've watched people do puzzles, believe it or not. I, I just don't like participating. You? Yes. And, and <laughs> it, when I watch them, they do always start with the border. You, you start with the border, Kyle? Oh, I do, yeah. Well, definitely. if you want to get it done... And a reasonable amount of time. I'm about efficiency. Yeah. I'm an efficiency If guy. you're efficient. <laughs> so so you start with the border. <laughs> what if you start, like, with the middle? How come you don't start with the middle, though? I mean, give me some reasons. You have no idea where you're going to end up. You have no idea what you're working on. You have no point of reference. Whereas when you start with the edges, you know, okay, this is the foundation. This is the border. Kind of like the Bible. Like, if you're – there's truth in there. There's truth that's absolute in there. Whereas if you just start somewhere in the middle with your life, I mean, you could end up anywhere. I mean, look at the religions of the world. So many of them, 
they started wherever they wanted to, and, you know, look where it got us. You know, it's very interesting. You're, you're talking that way, Todd, and I'm thinking, you know how many conversations I've had with people who, who come to for counseling, that kind of thing, and you're describing their life. I mean, you're describing, like, I got all this pile of puzzle stuff in the middle. I have no idea where I'm going with this. You know, I've, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing with life. And you say, do you have any borders? No, I don't start there. Mm. And, and they're confused. The Bible says a few things, and, mm. and it says them in a basic way. It's like a foundation to a house. I mean, you don't just build a house and, and then go, I'll put a foundation under there. We'll start at the second floor. Yeah, I mean, how do you... <laughs> yeah, start at the roof. I've tried do it, it doesn't work. Yeah, It'll work see? my way down. Yeah, it just doesn't work. There's a certain way you have to build life. It's really foundational to go to somebody and say, all right, I may not know all of the pieces that you're throwing at me right now. I may not know that. But let me go back to the foundation with you. And, and Todd, what you said earlier is a quote that we say so often, God is older than you. Let's start there. God is smarter than you. Let's go there. God loves you. All right, now now what does that mean? Now you can trust him. See, we start with something that actually we can understand and grab Mm -hmm. and then go from there. Too many times we're trying to make sense of all of the pieces that don't make sense without the edges in place. And I encourage our listeners, find the edges or find someone who knows what they are. Well, that's that's the thing, too. It's it's funny for me because sometimes you'll talk with people and they won't have their border done. And they'll be trying to answer these big theological questions about the end times or something like that. Or, or things that really – it doesn't really make a difference either way. And they're really caught up on that. And they don't even have the borders stuck out in their life, what you were just kind of talking about. And it's like you'll never get anywhere that way. You have to start with the borders and then work inward and you'll get some of that. You'll get to some of that stuff later. Yeah. But you have to have the border done in order to do that. But what are what are the, the basic yeah. foundations? If you had a basic four borders, what are they? Well, one of the things is understanding that you're a child of the king, the, okay. what, like what we talked about earlier. Can somebody actually know that they're a child of the king? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So if people do not know that, how can we help them? I would say you have to t- you have to talk to somebody close to you. Somebody that you can trust, a pastor, a youth pastor, your parents. You gotta, you, I mean, you have to talk to people about that. Right. you got to find someone that has godly wisdom. Yeah, the gospel. Exactly. Find someone with godly wisdom. There's a lot of people you can talk to who have different opinions. One thing that I really admire about David, who wrote many of the Psalms that we have in the Old Testament, one of the things that he came back to over and over again was, God, help me to walk in your statutes. You know, help me not to stray to the left or to the right. And when you read through the Psalms, you see a lot of you see a lot of things. It was basically David's journal. So imagine that you find your brother or your sister's prayer journal or your dad's prayer journal. This is what it would probably have contained in it. Just heart cries, things that you would say to God, you know, and, and that's one thing that I, I love to go back to David on was that as much as he made mistakes in his life, his prayer was always centered around God. Help me to walk in your statutes. May I not leave your sight. May I not leave your hand. You know, he knew he was anointed as king over over Israel. Uh, Many of us aren't, we're not anointed king over Israel, but God has destined a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. And it's our job to walk in God's statutes and let him write our story and put this puzzle together that we call life. And people are going to come into our life who are going to have pieces. And I talked about it before, but there are some people that will probably not want to admit publicly, but will say, man, I don't understand why this person is in my life, but they keep coming back up. They keep coming back up. They've got a piece somewhere, and they may you may not like them. You may not appreciate their inside of their voice all the time in your life, but for some reason, God has put this person in your life or these, these people in your life. 
And eventually you'll see why that is. And, uh, and God has a plan in those things. But one thing I do want to make sure that we're clear on, Dave, is that the world is going to tell us one thing. The world's going to tell us that all of these pieces fit together. So you can fit together, you know, the job, the career, the cars, the house, the money, the drugs, the alcohol, the, all these sorts of things. You know, anti-depression medication, all of this stuff, you can fit together. Uh, self-help books, you, they all fit somehow. And I don't know about you, but that seems a little bit schizophrenic to me where it seems like you have this idea can work, but you're trying to work in conjunction with this. And it it just doesn't work together. And I don't know if you've realized that in your life, Dave, but I have no. personally I've had to wrestle with some things. That, there are things I've had to cut out of my life that were difficult, but it was because the two ideas were not working cohesively. They They just didn't fit in the puzzle. Yeah, you know, we have to identify the political correctness that we're so used to having. Which basically is saying to everybody, you know, everything in your life is okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Everything's okay. And we just got to figure yeah. out how it all fits. When you do that, you end up with a society that drinks a lot, uses drugs, et cetera, because nothing fits and they're going crazy and they're trying to figure it out some other way. But it's and they okay. can't figure it out. And But it's okay that you do that. No, it isn't. See, sometimes for me, I don't know about you guys, I'm not the most organized guy in the world. And sometimes for me, I need to clean the closet completely. I need to take everything out of it and then put it back in orderly because there are things that don't belong there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other, the, you know, I did it the other day on the side of my bed. There was piles of stuff. Linda goes, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm throwing all that stuff out. Why? I got to get rid of this stuff because I'll never get to it and it's cluttering things up. And we have to do that yeah. in our lives. So tonight, if you're just coming into the show, I'm sorry you missed it. You'll be able to catch it on the podcast later on. We are going to take a break here in our conversation. And I uh, just want to remind you quickly, too, tonight, if you need to chat with somebody, there is a live coach waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. There's, there's, there's someone there who does have godly wisdom, who does care, who wants to listen to your story and your struggles and to help you make sense of this big puzzle that we call life. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio tonight. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We are wrapping up the show tonight, but there is enough time to get to our mailbag. So you can connect with us. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. Send us a message. Let us know what your thoughts are, and uh, we want to know where you start on a jigsaw puzzle. We've been talking about jigsaw puzzles tonight. Oh, and before we get too far into that, uh, there is a brand new – we have a brand new Conversations Save Lives blog. Visit csl.hopenet360.com. It's our brand new Tumblr blog, and you can connect with us there. You can ask us questions anonymously. You can share your story and uh, tell us a time where you went through a difficult time and how you've come through the the outside. you come through – just with a, a huge success story of how God came through. And if you need to chat with someone tonight, there is a live coach waiting to talk with you tonight at HopeNet360.com. So, Dave, let's connect to our mailbag here. And this is from our new Tumblr page. The question comes in, what's the best Bible translation for a new believer? One you would read would be the first thing I would say. All of them are a little bit different. Let, let me explain just a little so people understand. The Bible was not written in English. It was really the Old Testament was basically Hebrew and the New Testament Greek. And in the, in, not even in languages like we really use today, antique languages, you might say. What happens is people have to study those languages and translate. And that's why we call it translations. And through the years, there have been translations to help us stay with 
current speech. So there are two basic thoughts in translation. One group got together and said, we want to really give everybody the right thought. The words are there to portray thoughts, and they want to do a thought-for-thought thought kind of translation. And then there was another group that got together and said, no, every word's important, so we want to do a word-for-word word translation. So every Bible uh, really is a combination of, of thought process where it either is more thought-for-thought thought or word-for-word, word, and they're a little different. Mm -hmm. The word-for-word the word is a little harder to read sometimes. The thought-for-thought thought tries to put them in paragraphs and, and make it the thought that the words meant. So, for example, mm -hmm. very down-to-earth, the ESV, which is the English Standard Version, or the New American Standard Version, those are kind of standard word-for-word word translations. What I would suggest is for easy reading, there's the New Living Translation, there's the basic uh, Bible and basic English. They call it the BBE or the NLT. And I would use those for just kind of easy reading. And then when I wanted to study it, I would have another translation. You can do this easy online. You don't need to buy books for it. Kyle and uh, Todd, what do you use when you study? I mean, what do you do? Word for word, I like to use the ESV, the English Standard Version. Um, and I use that with olive tree, and it's got the Strong's concordance, okay. you know, so I can look up the actual word. But then for the thought for thought, um, I like to use the NIV. But the older version, the I think it's like 84 or whatever okay. it is, because there's some things that they're starting to change a little bit in the newer NIV version. I really like my uh, old NIV. Okay. Um, they don't say anything different, though, really, just how they say it pretty much yeah but there may be some kind of like gender neutralizing type stuff that, okay. but it's kind of like where if you start there i mean where do you stop kind right. of thing so i i like to use the older version of the niv okay um for that but then when studying i like to use them together i use three different bibles i also use the esv with the strongest concordance on my olive tree um app i like to listen to the bible a lot like i'll i'll just be like if i'm doing homework or sometimes i'll throw on like a certain chapter where do you get books. that from i have the the bible app the i, I forgot version the you yeah i think it's you version you version yeah. will let you do yeah, that, that yeah. and i'll just on, on this app though turn on the book of john and i'll listen to the niv i like the niv to listen to the best okay because i think it's just the easiest to go through the easiest to hear okay more it's, modern for me the english is really down to earth and yeah. understandable. And then I also I also like reading from the NASB. Um, okay. I really enjoy that's that. That's the New American Standard Bible. That's yeah. the word for that's word. Also that's kind of like word. the ESV. Those are yeah. similar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, what do you use? I usually switch back between the English Standard Version, the New International Version, and the NLT and New Living Translation uh, okay. because they all have unique perspectives in some way. And maybe I'm in a mood to read a little bit lighter and not have to think about the words necessarily. The NLT is pretty reader friendly. I like to jump back and forth. Sometimes I'll even just touch on the message and see what the thought for thought is. You know, I don't know if it's really a translation. To me, it seems more like a commentary or it seems more like a devotional than it is an actual paraphrase. It's really a paraphrase, I think, where they it's take it and redo it. So if they take it from English yeah. and redo it, that's different than the original language. Yes. So. Can I, oh, it totally is. Can I just interject a comment, too, here? Realize for our listeners that all these that we're talking about are translations. Like Dave was saying, I mean, it's not the original language, so there's no way to get the exact intended meaning from English because of cultural differences and all this kind of stuff. So I've had people say, like, you know, this version is like 99% pure. And I just said, you know, by definition, it can't be pure unless it's 100%. And by definition, a translation can't 
right. be perfect. For those who have those doubts that they're saying, well, then that makes the word that makes our our modern Bible inaccurate. I can tell you, translations aren't just people who got alone and they decided to come up and and study the the original languages and put on their own thoughts. Now, these are a lot of guys who are very scholarly, who have studied the original texts, who have tried and, and painstakingly went over the word choice they use. So many of those, the NASB, the ESV, the NIV, the NLT, all these different translations aren't just put together by one guy or one person. It's a team of people, right. and uh, it is very reliable. And again, it does give us what we need to know about Christ. It gives us what we need to know about God's law. And so it does communicate exactly what we need to know in order to have a right relationship with God and that there's no truth apart from the Word of God. So whether it's the NLT, it's the Greek, it's the Hebrew, wherever you want to go, we can get hung up on this all day, but I want to get to some other... uh, I want to finish up our conversation tonight on this jigsaw puzzle thinking because the world is going to tell you guys, they're going to tell you that it doesn't really matter what you do. It's this whole live and let live societal thinking to say that it doesn't matter what you think is true or what I think is true. You know, it's fine. Whatever's true for you is true for you. Whatever is right for you to do is right for you. All these pieces can fit together. You can try drugs. You can try alcohol as long as you don't take it on somebody else or get behind a wheel or something. We have certain lines that we draw as a society as a commonality. But the reality is, is the world's going to tell us one thing. God's going to tell us something completely different, and his word tells us that, yeah, not all the pieces fit together. And so I find out what things actually line up with God's word, and don't try to just set the boundaries yourself, because what you're going to find out is that all these pieces that you've allowed into your puzzle of life, you're going to end up wanting to walk away from this puzzle, because you've allowed things to come in, and now you have no idea how to fix it. I want to leave you with that. There is hope, though, if you've allowed those things. And, Dave, I want you just to share how people can find hope, especially when they feel like the puzzle is impossible. They just want to give up. Go to the Bible. Go to somebody who knows the Bible and understand the basics. The, the basics are real simple. You can go to the verse, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, one of the interesting things there is, We have to understand God has no desire to ruin your life. He has no desire to hurt you. He has no desire to punish anybody. His desire is to draw you to himself. And I ask you to give him the chance to do that. Go read that, John 3.16. Read it yourself. See what it says in any one of those versions. And start to get the foundations or the borders of your puzzle right so that the inside pieces all fit. Kyle, Todd, I mean, mean, I'm just glad you guys are back with us. How would you tell somebody who is struggling with giving up tonight on this puzzle? What would you say to them? The biggest piece that you can realize is that God does love you and he does care about you. And one thing that you need to do is get in the word. And we talked about which translation is best. But aside from all that, just pick up a Bible and start reading it. And God's going to start pointing you in the right direction. God promises us in his word that when we seek him, we'll find him when we seek him with all of our hearts. And so if we're struggling through something, I mean, he's not going to make himself distant if we are truly looking for him and seeking his will. So that's my... Tonight, there is wisdom that you can glean from someone who does care about you. There is a live coach waiting to chat with you tonight. Whether you're listening to the podcast, listening to the show, it doesn't matter. As long as you're awake, there's a coach that's there waiting to chat with you at HopeNet360.com. They have some godly wisdom. They'll listen to you. They'll encourage you. They'll maybe help answer some of your questions, share some of their experience with you. And you can do that and more at HopeNet360.com. Also, stop by our brand-new Tumblr page at csl.hopenet360.com. Send us any messages, any questions you have during the week, things you want us to talk about on the show. We'd love to hear from you. You can 
also connect at Hope at HopeNet360.com. Get on Facebook. Get on Twitter if you're there. Follow us. Like us. HopeNet360 is our name. We would love to connect with you. And uh, I'm excited, Dave. Next week, we're going to have the chance to talk to Kristen Jane Anderson. She'll be back again on the show, and I'm really excited for this show. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Catch all of our podcasts on iTunes. Visit HopeNet Radio on iTunes or just check out our website, HopeNet360.com. All right. So for all of us, Dave, Kyle, Todd, man, it's been a fun show. There's been so much fun. The conversation is going to continue online. So uh, we'll see you guys online and next week. Booyah. Bye. See ya. Bye.